November 19th, 2023. We're consi- continuing in Mesilat Yesharim. We're up to Perikaf Aleph. Bidarke Kenyata Hasidut. The ways, the, ma- the manners where, uh, through which you can acquire Hasidut, this uh, character trait of piety, which we talked about in the last two Perakim at length. Hine writes Ramchal, Mimashiyo'il Harbe Liknota Hasidut, Hugodel Hahistakelut Virov Hait Boninut. Person who's seeking, who's searching for, Kinyan of Hasidut, acquiring that character trait of Hasidut. The way to get there is through uh, enhancing and and making uh, greater your histakelut and hitboninut. Histakelut means to look into matters. Hitboninut means to stop and think about them. If you're looking and searching for Hasidut at its highest level, you need to be circumspective. You need to be able to reflect in a personal and individual way, and think about yourself and your relationship with Borei Olam. He explains, he says, Because the more that a person reflects upon, thinks about um, the greatness, that grand nature of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, his, so to speak, distance in terms of his power and, of course, his exertion of and capabilities um, from us, that distance, that in turn will instill within us, that will inspire us to to that fear of awe, that fear and awe and trembling. If you think about God's infinite powers, if you think about his abilities, if you think about who he is, as much as our feeble minds can grasp, that in turn instills within us a certain yirah. Continues Mesilat Yisharim, he says, that's the, uh, the Yirah. That's the Sivuy uh, in the Torah of having Yirav HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Mora HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But there's, of course, a mitzvah of Ahava as well. He says, how do you achieve Ahava? It's with Hitboninut as well. It's with reflection and introspection as well. But how so? It's uh, by focusing on different aspects of God. Uh, what is that? Rav Hasadav Imanu, the greatness of um, activity in reaching out to us. The chesed that God has done to us. Godel ahavatoyit barach Israel, The greatness of his ahava to us. Kirvatay sharim elav. Those who are straight, um, starting with the avot, down through the generations. The ability to come close to God. Ma'alata Torah v'hamisvot. And the high and elevated level and status and stature of the Torah and mitzvot. Chayotem na'iyunim v'alimudim and so forth. All other matters that can be derived through study and 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 and, uh, in, and uh, inspection. The truth is, as we pointed out at the end of class last time, what Misilat Yesharim does over here is purposefully diverge from Harambam's approach to these matters. You see, Harambam in Perik Bet Vilchot Yisodeh Torah writes as follows: How does a person achieve Ahavan Yira? Now, the words I'm about to read will sound very similar until you step back and realize they're actually very different. It says, if a person reflects upon and takes in 
all the creations and existence that God has brought forth, which is infinite, that doesn't have any uh, uh, limitations. Immediately a person will be instilled with Ahava. Well, what does Ahava mean in such a circumstance? It's not the Ahava that Mesilat Yisharim is talking about, because if anything, as Mesilat Yisharim described, the greatness of God's creations should jolt us backwards, which indeed is what Harambam will write right afterwards. Harambam continues, it says, It says, when a person thinks about these matters, atzman, these very things, he says that as a person, writes Arambam, reflects and realizes the greatness of God through his creations, you're immediately jolted backward. But if you follow just in terms of narrowing in on what brings forth Ahava, it's very different in Misilat Yesharim from Harambam. Whereas for Harambam, it's reflection on the world. In turn, you'll be inspired to Ahava, and that will bring you as a result to Yirah, this flux of this back and forth in terms of your um, in terms of your perception. I'm drawn to knowledge and then realize that I don't have it, which in turn will inspire me forward again. For Misilai Sharim, it's different. Says Misilai Sharim, you want to achieve Yirah, look at the world around you, understand the greatness of God. You want to achieve Yirah Ahava, Ahava is altogether different. Ahava means looking into the aspects where you'll feel and you'll notice the emotional side and bond to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They're divided in the following fashion, whereas Vaharambam, Ahava and Yira are only aspects of Hasaga, of knowledge, Harambam's ahava is not the lovey-dovey things that you and I talk about and think about with our spouses and children and others. That's not what ahava is for Harambam. Ahava is the passion to know more. Yira is the realization that I don't know enough and that I'm feeble and small in the context of this great uh, being. Uh, for Ramchal, for Mesilat Yesharim, he appeals a lot more to our emotional side. For Ramchal, Ahava is look into relationship aspects. For Harambam, what relationship? Knowledge, Hasaga, you want to be Mesig, that being. For Ramchal, no, wait a second, let's envision this as instead a love-stricken individual in the emotional side. Whereas Harambam focuses on the mind, Ramchal focuses on the heart. That's what divides them. For Harambam, again, the world will be the vehicle through which you'll find Ahava and Yir'ah, nothing more and nothing less, because that is the greatest and best way of appreciating who God is. For Ramchal, appreciating and knowing who God is is not sufficient. You want to feel that bond to him. You want to be stricken with love in the respect that, well, he loves me and I love him as well. It's an altogether different understanding. So he uses very similar imagery. He uses very similar words to Harambam, but he means something altogether different. In fact, he writes, Ki beroto mamash. Harambam has no such words like that in Hilchot Yisodeh HaTorah. God is to us like a father. He's not going to negate those words. The Torah talks about HaKadosh Baruch Hu Rahamim on Am Yisrael Kerachem Ben. But Ramchal in this context says that's what Ahava is. Ahava is like the mercy of a father to a child. Harambam's not talking about that. 
Rambam's a lot colder in this respect. It's along the lines of what I mentioned this past week on Thursday in a class, whereas for Harambam, the relationship of Anochi Adonai Luhecha, Asher Oseitichem Eres Misraim, is one of Yedi'at Hashem. Harambam begins Hilchot Yisod Torah by describing that the Yisod of and foundation of our existence as members of Am Yisrael who want to attach ourselves to God is Leda. Leda is to have knowledge, is to know about the existence of God. For Ramchal, it might be something very different. There is Yediyah, he's not going to deny that, but there's also a certain Hargasha, there's a certain uh, emotional bond as well. Harambam very much divides and moves away the emotional bond and side of matters in our relationship with God, whereas Ramchal enters it in. That's how he concludes here. will be inspired to, uh, so to speak, pay back and enter into this relationship with God like a child to his father. Harambam has no such words in Elchot Yosodea Torah. Again, for Harambam, it's a little bit colder. It's a little bit more matter-of-fact. It's about what you understand. It's about what your knowledge and your capability of grasping is about. For Ramchal, if you just look at the world, if you just think about God as a means or to existence, well, you won't really get to that emotional bond. It's, uh, listen, historically, uh, long before Ramchal, there were these sorts of debates. Uh, prior to Harambam, there was a Jewish philosopher, his name was Rabbi Udah Levi, in his book Kuzari, he very much focuses on a different dimension of relationship with ourselves and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He envisions the Ahava of Avraham very differently than Harambam. Harambam's vision of Avraham's Ahava of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and being beloved is grasping his essence. For Rabbi Huda Halevi, for Kuzari, there's a certain emotional bond. There's a certain, not human side, but there's a certain way of HaKadosh Baruch Hu diminishing himself so that we, so to speak, feel his existence. In a, we talked just a few weeks ago, we talked about the beginning of Parashat Vayera. Vayera elav Adonai be'elonem amrevu yoshe petah ha'oel kehom hayom. For Harambam, there's no such thing. The whole thing is prophetic. Because for Harambam, what does it mean? He's visiting you to be mevaker chole? No such thing. There's no emotional bond. There's no uh, friendship in this respect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's a cold, distant relationship where who I'm trying to understand and seeking some perception, some, some crack in existence so that I understand him better. For others, like Rashi, and like the Hachamim, they envision, of course, the Medaber Belashon Bene Adam. Of course, they're trying to lisabereta oz and trying to help us understand it better. But their vision, their perspective, the description that they give to it is, Kivyachol HaKadosh Baruch Hu's coming and sitting down, visiting with him. That's right. It's more of a relationship as you and I would envision it. Ramchal is very much focused on that in describing Ahava as achieved not through vision of the world, as Yira is, but rather by focusing on Rav Hasada Vimanu, Israel. Just think, listen, listen to those words. Harambam could never use those words. Godel Israel. What his knowledge of us? There's no such thing. For Harambam, Ahava in a philosophical sense means knowledge. Means the means the drive to know more. For Ramchal, it's an emotional. It's a bond in a relationship sense. Vihine continues. Ramchal says. Lazesari Khadam Shit Bodet Bahadarav Vikpot Kol Madao 
ותבונתו אל ההסתכלות ואל העיון בדברים האמיתיים האלה. If a person wants to truly achieve חסידות, if they want to get to this through the emotional um, back and forth of אהבה ויראה, person needs to be focused in order to do so. They need to be mitbodid bahadarav. They need to seclude themselves in physical or spiritual or intellectual chambers. If you want to truly achieve something special, you need to seclude yourself with that something. If it's knowledge of something, you need to focus on it and separate yourself from all else. If it's a relationship in a physical sense, it's being with that person as well, separate from all else. True focus is the foundation of any relationship, of achieving any true bond. And a person needs to gather all of their knowledge, all of their intellectual capabilities, in order to look into these truthful matters. Don't think that you could or should just disattach yourself from society and sit down, put your finger on, put your hand on your chin and say, let me think about this. I know there are ways of inspiring yourself. There are ways of bringing yourself to this. What's that? Look into Tehillim. You'll, you'll see in there descriptions and character analyses of Hasidut. Look into the Agadot of the Hachamim. Look into Divrei Musa. You'll understand Hasidut through that. Uh, so there are ways of looking into this matter. Of course, you want to be focused, but it doesn't mean disattachment from all. It says, The words of Tehillim, and many other such texts are filled with mention and description of Ahava, of Yira, as Ramchal described them, all matters of Hasidut. It says, if you're focused on these matters, and anyone who's, not myself included, but anyone who I've, I've read a bunch about it, who's, who's truly meditated, you'll understand and really uh, appreciate this line. Uh, in other words, the fact that you're continuously repeating something and you're focused singularly on that, that in turn inspires you. That changes your mindset. It, it instills within you a certain hit root. It gives you a certain tishuka, a certain drive, a certain passion to really attach yourself to something outside of or, or, or nestled inside of yourself. And likewise, looking into matters, the stories the Hachamim tell. He says all such matters have a way of inspiring us. Listen, I, I went uh, in high school, I had a rabbi who told us stories very often. At the time, we joked about it. At the time, we would uh, compare with one another how many times we had heard that story because they felt like they were just being repeated to us. Looking back in hindsight, I believe that if I achieved any Yirat Shamaim over the course of my life, a lot of it was embedded in those stories. I went back to tell the rabbi that I think he inspired me a lot through those stories. And I told him, I made fun of them behind your back when I was in high school. I felt that they were repeated too much. I felt that they were somewhat trite. I think that stories have a way of inspiring us and the more we hear them, and even if they appear to sometimes sound simplistic, they have a certain depth to them. 
they have a way of inspiring our souls, our minds and hearts that, in ways that, uh, that, that just knowledge and just information cannot and will not. I remember once reading, there was a rabbi, who was the rabbi of Kamenetz Yeshiva. Kamenetz Yeshiva was a student of Rabbi Chaim Salavejik. His name was Rabbi Baruch Ber Leibovitz. So his, he, he had this yeshiva and visiting him one year in Rosh Hashanah, a rabbi who just, just passed away a few years ago, Rabbi David Salvechik, when he was a young man. He went to visit the rabbi on uh, Rosh Hashanah and to spend the Rosh Hashanah in Kamenetz Yeshiva. And it was the night of Rosh Hashanah. And they were sitting with the rabbi and the rabbi was involved with telling the students, including Rabbi Salvechik, Rabbi David Salvechik, stories about Gidole Torah. And as he's in the middle of telling these stories, his wife walked into the room and gave him the eyes and said to him, it's Rosh Hashanah night. This is what you're involved, just telling stories. And he brushed her off. And the lesson that Rabbi David Salvechik reflected upon and realized and remembered, he said those stories, even or specifically on Rosh Hashanah, have a way of inspiring us. It's not that we're focused not on the essence of the matter. It's that this is what can and will inspire and instill within us what we're searching for, uh, what we're seeking. Ach mafsideh hasidut continues, Mesilat Yesharim, hem ha-teradot ve-ha-deagot. This is if you're, if you're interested in knowing what will take you away from true hasidut. Well, that's teradot, that's burdens, that's deagot, that's worries. Of course, those are two manifestations of uh, distraction. Focus is what will bring you to true avodah of hasidut and the lack of focus, distractions, will bring you away from it. When a person is focused on anything but the core of the matter, that in turn takes them away from the matter they're searching for. And without true hitbonenut, without true reflection, without true focus, it's impossible to achieve hasidut. And even if you already achieved it, it says that the teradot, the distractions, the burdens, will take you away from true focus. They'll take you away from true focus and in turn away from hasidut. It's for this sort of thought that the hachamim had in mind, the Masechet Shabbat Amruzal, the statement of the hachamim is that you can't have true shechina in your presence, you won't find that true connectedness when you're sad. When you're sad, you're distracted. When you're distracted, you don't have time to reflect and to focus on God's essence in your life, your relationship with Him. Kol shekin, hahanaot, v'hataanugim, and certainly the, the drive and the passion for hedonistic pleasures, for, for finding and, your, and fulfilling your desires in life, by definition, those are distractions. Of course, the Ma'amar of the Hachamim Masech Nidarim, Harambam cites in more than one place, is that Nivua is Shora on a person who doesn't have distractions. He's an Ashir, says Harambam, because he is Sameach Bechelko. His mind is not on other matters. He's a Gibor because he's Koveshet Yisro. It means it's an individual who's instilled with 
a focus. I'm not focused on my desires. I'm not focused on achieving more in terms of the material sense. I'm focused on what I want to and should be focused on. Says Ramchal, he says, how can a person get himself away from, uh, remove herself from uh, circumstances where they will be distracted? We live in the real world, and in turn, we need to make a living. We need to involve ourselves with others. We need to um, uh, strive in business and and other financial and material endeavors. Uh, so how do I how do I remove myself from that? I need to be involved with it, but my mind needs to be focused on the tachlit, on the true purpose, he says, that's bitachon. Now, what does it mean, bitachon? Well, he'll explain, but of course we can translate that as faith. A certain vision, a certain perspective of, this is what I'm doing, but I'm doing it in a purposeful fashion and manner, altogether transforms the endeavor. Whereas the endeavor can be seen as separate from my mission, I'm focused on my business, on my life, in terms of developing a material lifestyle for myself and my family, as separate from my focus on my relationship with God, well, that's a distraction. Alternatively, bitahon, if we understand it properly, can incorporate that into what I'm doing. At its course, as Ramchal writes, is by throwing your burdens upon HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Well, that's simpler, simply stated, not so easily fulfilled and explained. All of your sustenance, for all intents and purposes, all the money you're going to be made, is determined on Rosh Hashanah. Likewise, the Hachamim say a person can't involve themselves in another thank you, touch themselves in another, I, you know, touch is a little strong Musa, and touch, uh, they can't involve themselves in another's um, uh, uh, feats in another person's possessions and that which is supposed to be theirs so I feel like you can a lot of times I say to me, oh, this guy has the cheapest. Whatever is meant for us. Let's switch now again to the Rambam idea. No, no, no Hasidut. In the beginning, it's Hasidut. No, it's different. Well, I don't know. He's going to try to. He's not about Hasidut. No, but don't. You go outside, you see, like something. Yeah, but he's not. Uh, there we're focused on Ahavan Yira. Over here we're trying to focus on what does it mean in terms of my endeavors, in terms of what I'm doing in this world. Uh, so uh, simply stated, it's what I have is what I'm supposed to have. What does that mean about work at all? So Musa says he's not interested in other people's business. I understand, but you're interested in your own business. So what does that mean? How am I supposed to involve myself in my own business no, if I can't touch another person? Right, really give it a second. Give it a second. Um, I mean, I mean, so on Rosh Hashanah, before it's set, then and you're worried, you're doing, like you're allowed to worry about all these stuff, and it's impossible to get to this level. Yeah, at what point are you allowed? Other thing? Like, the statement is the worries will add nothing. No, but I'm saying so on Rosh Hashanah, is it appropriate to worry? Is it appropriate to worry? Is it appropriate to pray for success? No, worry. No. It says here that, I mean, everywhere, I guess, too, but like, you're not supposed to worry because. It's set out from then on. Right. But when you're 
When it's being established, when it's being established quite the opposite. If I'm not focused on the mission at that point, so then I won't have success that's in that's it. That's my problem. But I don't There's understand. No way to focus on the mission. The only way he's saying you can focus on the mission is because you know it's set. But if it's being set right now, then there's no way to focus on the mission because there's a. Like, so you find yourself in a bind. You find yourself in a bind. Right. So, so the classic interpretation goes goes. Classic interpretation goes as follows: They they cite they quote from the uh, the piyut of Ibn Rabbi Shalomo Ibn Gabiro, in in which it says, "Evrah mimecha elecha." I'll flee from you to you. That uh, sounds self-contradictory. If I'm going from you, so then how am I going to you? If I'm going to you, how am I going from you? And the understanding being that on the one hand, I realize that I have a full dependency upon you, Akadosh Baruch On the other hand, I realize that maybe I'm not really going to be able to achieve this. In other words, there's a dichotomy. There's a contradictory statement over here. Who am I to stand in front of you at this time? That's what we're talking about, the de'agot. I'm focused on all my nerves and all my, uh, all my, uh, my fears about this coming year, my relationship with you, etc. So I'm going to run away from you. That's mimicha. But on the other hand, once I realize that in running away from you, what am I going to achieve? In running away from you, I'll uh, be a sure failure. I'll in turn focus myself to you. It's so to speak in those situations, of course it's hard, but if you wrap your head around the fact and the feeling and the nature of a situation where, what else am I going to do? That's that's the vision. That's And instead of worrying, say worrying. Focus, channel that same feelings of nerves, understand running from it, will achieve nothing and so instead run and to it. And that doesn't apply really, meaning this is more of like... Right, we need to fully develop this how point. How many knew that we have that problem? Every day, three times a day, we do we say three pets a week. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and That in itself is overwhelming enough. We say three times a day. The process of the system Right, so put in other words, Charles puts it in other words, he says, he says the feelings in that moment can be channeled and should be channeled to a feeling of yir'ah. The tirdot from your life can instead be seen as, I'm so out of control of these things, so let me channel this and appreciate yeah, it as know. a yir'ah. Again, the yir'ah, the yir'ah of awe. I'm, I'm in awe because I am nervous, because I have those feelings of nerve, that inspires me to Yira, which as a result focuses me. And I was putting those words, it's the same point, but the vision, the perspective is, I have these own feelings, I understand them out of control of them, let me interpret that as my involvement with a being greater than me, and let that draw me to him. But again, the vision, the description of Misilat Yisharim in this context, in this situation, the reason he's talking about this is because he's focused on how a person can, throughout the year, take themselves away from such worries. Now, a simplistic description, which he will ward us away from in the coming lines, is to say, well, whatever I do is done, and you know something, it's all determined from Rosh Hashanah. He'll be very clear in the next lines, that's not the way it works. The Torah says that by the sweat of your brow, you're going to have to achieve. He contrasts that with, you know, he implies, Adam Harishon, the Gemara in Sanhedrin and Dafnun Tet, describes how Adam Harishon would be mesev began he was just dining in Gan Eden. The Malachi Hasharit were roasting um, meat for him, him and, uh, and distilling the 
wine for him. No, it's the vision of Adam Harishon of the Hachamim is without any hishtadelut. That's not, that's in contrast to us. He's not going to suggest that we do nothing. He's going to alternatively ward us away from being fixated on and distracted by those endeavors. He's not going to say, don't try. He's not going to say, don't seek. He's not going to say, retire and assume by just uh, pushing one button a day. Who's That's my And in turn, of course, and in turn, Misilat Yisharim will just focus us on bitahon, not to take us away from life. Again, Hasidut and all of these ne- the characters are not to take us away from life. They're to involve us in life, but to, to give perspective. So to summarize then, what, what he's done, what he's described to us in this Perik thus far is, again, Hasidut will be achieved through Hitbonenut and Iyun. Hitbonenut and Iyun looking into, reflecting upon existence. Ahava will come forth through focus on the Rahamim of HaKadosh Baruch Tuas, the nature of the Torah, Yirah, by just looking around the world. Each of those together, not independently, but together, will channel us into a relationship of Hasidut with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But wait a second, don't I need to stay focused? Aren't the distractions, Ralph, of real life issues felt on Rosh Hashanah, but maybe experienced throughout the year as well, going to take me away from that? The only angle, the only vehicle for uh, removing those distractions is not fleeing. Fleeing is not realistic, not running away from reality, and in turn just assuming everything will work itself out. It's bitahon, which is a careful balance. It's a careful balance, as Charles suggested, between that yira and ahava in relationship. Alternatively, it's realizing and embracing those de'agot, but instead of becoming fixated on them, uh, letting them focus me on my relationship and my dependency on Akadosh Baruch Hu Baruch Adonai Amen.